In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my spooky podcast host, co-host, I don't want to give you the credit of just a host, you're a co-host, buddy, is the one, the only. Travis Ratz here. We got. We really have to establish this host, co-host thing, because when you say co-host, it seems like I'm like your Chewbacca in this situation, and I feel like I'm totally a Han in this situation. We're both co-hosts. We're both co-hosts. Co-hosting. So there's no host. Yeah. Like, no one no, gets the title no host. host. No, no one gets... I mean, I do the introduction, so people can take that how they want. I, know. I don't want to... I know you do, and I gave you the tag at the end, too. I'm really just here as filler. Right, right. Yeah, you're I mean, really, I can do thing. this whole thing by myself. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis and I talk about comic books, and we talk about nerdy things going on. You are on a comic book club episode where Travis and I and some special guests are, we read two spooky books. Stop we read calling two them spooky books. books. It sounds so, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's children around us, and that should never be the case. So, so we read two spooky books. <laughs> Afterlife with Archie, Volume 1, and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Volume 1, both written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Uh, uh, Francesco Francavia wrote uh, or drew Afterlife with Archie, and then Robert Hack did Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Travis, how about you go ahead and you introduce our spooky guest for today's podcast? <laughs> Gather around, children. Let me tell you a tale. Uh, actually, I'm really excited about today, Josh, because we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. Uh, we've mentioned this in the podcast and on the last variant and the other book club about being a part of this uh, podcast network, right? And so this month of October, uh, we are getting peop- uh, shows that are involved in this network. They're coming and doing our show. We're going to come do their show. So with us today, we have from the Couch Crunchers podcast website. Uh, I think they own like um, like a plant nursery somewhere. They have their own like peanut company. They're all over the place. Uh, we have Lance and Jay from the Couch Crunchers. Welcome, Lance and Jay. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Fantastic. Yeah, good. How are you? How are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. I got to tell you, I'm excited to talk about this uh, this Archie. Oh book. yeah, oh yeah. Are I'm excited. Fe- are you feeling spooky? <laughs> oh yeah, down to the so, bone. So man. for the for the audience, for the audience's sake, uh, Jay, can you say hello? Hello. And then Lance, can you say hello? Hello. All right. So they sound very similar, audience. <laughs> <laughs> you the the person that talks the most that'll be Lance. <laughs> okay. There, now we've got it set. We've got it set. So, gentlemen, welcome welcome to the show. We're super excited to have you on. We're super excited to what the future has for us as we kind of, like, delve into this whole experiment with you guys uh, with with this sort of Arizona uh, Nerdcast network thing that we're working on. Uh, And so what what I'm I'm super excited to have you guys on. So here's what I want to know. I want to know if you could tell the audience a little bit about your podcast, about Couch Crunchers. What do you guys do? Why do you do it? And, and 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 why should they tune in to your sweet sweet voices over the internet's well uh, why we do it we're still trying to figure that out ourselves <laughs> <laughs> you and me both um, same for us <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be nothing but pain and suffering yeah 
but there is some occasional joy out of it. Um, and that's, that's what we always grab for. That's, that's the key. Now, when did you, um, you, you guys start? When did you guys start your uh, podcast? April of 2017. Wow. Because you guys have quite a few episodes out for just starting in April, right? Yeah, we, we were doing uh, bi-weekly. So every two weeks we were, we were doing a new episode. And then as recently as this last April, April 2018, we started going to um, an episode every week. How's it? Right. Yeah, it's, it's 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 we've we've done that. Wow. We've gone back. We played with the the week episode a week, and then biweekly, and and then sometimes it's like we got one out a month. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's easier because we don't. It's not the same people on week after week. We have our our podcast um, in Colorado that does that. We alternate weeks, so we got three guys in Colorado that do it one week, and then us three here in Arizona that do it the alternating week yeah that's, right, that, right. Makes it, that makes it easy to break up and and yeah. get that content out there and stuff like that and you guys have uh if you haven't uh listeners if you if you haven't gone on and checked out the couch crunchers yet uh from our previous podcast you guys have like a whole website as well tell us about the website yeah so max in uh colorado he pretty much is the brainchild of that website so um essentially what it is is we have uh about 20 contributors that write for for us, um, doing various movie reviews, very various comic book reviews, things like that. Yeah, anything, um, video games, TV anything. shows, all sorts of stuff. Um, opinion pieces. In fact, today, uh, Cameron, uh, who does the podcast with us here in Arizona, wrote a article about um, why we love superheroes. That 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 was a fantastic article, but it didn't really. It wasn't really a review of a movie or anything. So there's a lot of opinion pieces on there too, and. And op-eds and things like that. Yeah, but. when I went when I went on there, I was really impressed with the variety of the the pieces you have on there. Some are like about video games, some are about uh, like the broader nerd culture, like why do we like superheroes, and some are specific reviews on movies or shows. So it's it's kind of like a unbullshit. Um, what's the uh, uh, comicbook.com? or comic yeah. book resources? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clickbait comic Click, book resources. Yeah. Right. Without all the ads. Yeah. Clickbait resources, I think is what it is. So so gentlemen, Clickbait let me resources. when people when people tune in to Couch Crunchers, what what is going to what is gonna sonically assault their ears? What are they gonna hear you guys talk about on Couch Crunchers? What what can they look forward to when they listen to the podcast? Well, we're 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 pretty seg like we have segments. We have our set segments that we go through. Um we start off with our Faber Flub. Um, which is love you, Russ. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to hitting that mark. And I know, you did, <laughs> I know Jay, Jay backed out of it last week. You guys, you guys downplayed it, but we're gonna really play that up today. Okay. And, Just for uh, you, Travis. Yeah, and we should have we should have really went into it because Kyle from Absolute Geek was on the show last week um, with Matt, and um, Kyle was a few whiskeys in by that. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, we got to a full yodel. Yeah, <laughs> we, we should have played it a little harder, but. Um, yeah, so we do we do Faber Flub where we basically talk about some headlines and and uh, our our opinions of those headlines. And um, hold on, my watch just went off. <laughs> Set up a giant ding. Um, but uh, yeah, we talk about those headlines and, and our thoughts on it. Uh, we do uh, t we talk about um, some reviews that other websites have talked about. And we kind of yeah. rip those apart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like yeah. other sites, uh, like top ten lists, um, 
Yes, yeah, just anything that that grabs us from from the news is is our is our faber flub. All right, all um, right. And then you know we'll we'll go and like you guys sometimes we'll do like a, a, a like a trade review or a movie review or a TV show and and it it varies but we do try to keep it segmented. Right. All right. Uh, it helps keep Lance, it helps keeps Lance like uh, reined in a little bit. Focus. I hear the, I hear the car keys yeah. on the podcast. You have to shake every now and then for Lance. <laughs> on, on our podcast, we have no set. No, nothing is set. It's yeah. all it's all free form jazz, guys. So so buckle up, guys. Buckle up. Let's, who knows? You like, would you like to play the first note, Josh? Here on this uh, Archie book. Yeah. So here here's what we got. And that's how we, we do a segue. <laughs> so. We, uh, we we brought you guys on to talk about two two books. Uh, one came out a while ago. One is a newer series by the same uh, writer. Uh, and so the first, first book that we're going to talk about is Afterlife with Archie, which was a giant success when it came out. And then, for whatever reason came to a very slow trickle of releases like uh the it, it the prostate enlarged on on uh afterlife with archie and it just wasn't coming just, out just hovered uh, over the toilet for hours on end right <laughs> nothing's happening uh, but if 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 anybody read it from back in the day it's it's uh written by uh, like i said earlier roberto aguirre uh sacasa with artwork by francesco francavia who i desperately love and i love whenever we get to talk about some artwork that francesco's done uh and essentially this is the tale of what what happens in the Archie universe when uh, there is a little uh, a zombie outbreak? And so we're, we're going to talk about this book first. This is the first one we're going to get into. Um, but what I want to do, gentlemen, before we jump into this book, is I want to know, what's your Archie background? Do you have any Archie background? Do you have any? Is there any Archie skeletons yeah, in the closet? Archie <laughs> exposed himself to you, or have you exposed yourself to any of the Archie kids? Well, I, I read uh, some of, you know, the, the TV guide looking ones that they have in the uh, the checkout lanes at the, at the grocery store. Wow, yeah. flashback, right. They were the small yeah. digest ones, yeah. Yeah, um, and then my wife and I also watched Riverdale, which the comic book reminded me a lot of. I love, God, I love that show. Yeah, I love, I love that Josh prefaces his Riverdale watching with the same thing. Yeah, so my wife and I, Gabby and I, we watch Riverdale. Like, you're lucky. I don't have it. I just, have, I just have to literally say. Uh, so I was watching Riverdale uh, alone, eating mac and cheese in my underwear, and I felt weird. Yeah, this but, you is know, how I get to go watch chick flicks and stuff like that. I just use yeah. my wife as a crutch. Yeah, it's the best way to do it. So <laughs> you, you you remember reading as a kid? You watched the Archie show. Uh, uh, that uh, so Jay, what, what about you? Any any Archie background? <clears throat> no, in fact, the only thing Archie uh, I, I can think of in recent memory that I, I was exposed to was that part in Chasing Amy when they were debating whether or not uh, Archie was uh, sleeping with Mr. Weatherby. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Mr. What? I will march down to the comic shop, pick up a shit ton of Archie books, and prove to you that Archie is all about pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, chasing Amy! All right, so I I just mentioned chasing Amy yesterday because we watched uh, Empire Records, and for some reason I thought Renee Zellweger was the girl from Mallrats and Chasing Amy. Oh no, Joy Lauren Adams. Yeah, yeah but, but it's, right, it's but a it's, similar look. It's a similar look. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 And it's they both have a that voice, yes, yeah, like that gravelly, like Catherine yeah. Hepburn voice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like Joey Lauren, Lauren Adams better than Renee Zellweger, though. I think. 
Well, I think Renee Zellweger took a different turn after yeah, she Empire always, Records. She always looks like she's about to cry. Like it always looks yeah. like she's just like like. Or she <laughs> she smelled something. Yeah, like a smell. And she maybe looks a little she, smelly. Maybe she, she farts like, a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I but anyways, so. anyways, let, let's let's dive into this. All right, so a whole lot of non Archie action. So let me let me ask you guys as you dove into this book. Um, Jay, you said you hadn't read any Archie before. So mm-hmm. what were you expecting when you got into this? I mean, you knew it was like a horror book, but but what did you think of this story when you got into it? Um, what, what I was expecting is just a big, giant cheese wheel rolling over me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but what I got when I was when I was reading it is it was it was very engaging, and and I I was one of those things where I couldn't put it down. Um, I just kept going and going and going. I'm like, wow, it, it was yeah. It I reads really away. fast, right? It reads really fast. Yes it's, it, yes. it's one of those books where I didn't read it in weeklies when it came out. One, because the first two issues were super hard to get when it first came out in, in weeklies. But I can't imagine, like, Travis always talks about how he doesn't like to read weekly, like, monthly comics because uh, he can he can finish it in the crap. And I feel like this, I would have read this and I've been like, okay, I'm done. Where's the next one? Give it to me. Nah, 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 nah. But yeah, it's yeah. not there. Uh, so... To blow through this one, uh, it, it is. You're right. It's a really engaging read. Um, what did you What did you guys think of sort of the the um, the tone? Did they? Did, yeah, the tone. Did they build a good horror tone for you? You know, you said you were expecting cheese and that you didn't get cheese. But what did you think of the horror that was in it? As far as like a horror comic book goes, I thought it was it was pretty on par with. I was actually I was a little taken back with with how kind of i don't know if i want to say mature but it it was um yes they definitely brought the horror I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah like it had its moments of cheese you know but for the most part i mean you forget that you're reading an archie comic right yeah um i mean the main i guess antagonist of the whole thing is that dog hot dog yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and and like it's just so ridiculous, like these guys' names, Jughead and Hot Dog, and you know, and then Betty and Veronica are sexed up quite a bit. Yeah, all of them sexy. Uh, when uh, isn't yeah. uh, uh, Veronica's dressed as Vampirella? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's her Halloween costume. Very good. Very One of the things Halloween. that I really like is it, it doesn't it doesn't mess around. Like it, it gets right into it. I mean, you're you're the the story opens and the infection begins, right? And they have a kind of countdown clock. Like what is it? Twelve hours yeah. to infection or whatever it is. Yeah. And they do yeah. a really good job of uh you know like a lot of zombie stories just skirt like how the virus happened, which is you know part of the trope of like it, it happened. Don't worry about it. So hot dog, um you know. Uh, bites. He gets hit by this car, right? Uh, and Reggie's driving. Yeah, in a, in a in a very like uh, pet cemetery moment. And in fact, like a direct line from Pet Cemetery when she tells Jughead, like a man buries his own uh, when he has to bury his dog in the in the oh. like to bring him back to life. It is straight out of Pet Cemetery. What does she say? She says, um, uh, "Hot dog, yours." Uh, Hot dog's yours. He belongs to you. Each buries his own, which is like straight out of Pet Cemetery. So uh, Frank Avia does all these callbacks. Like when you see when he draws, uh, 
when he draws a hot dog attacking uh, Jughead, it's straight up Cujo. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it very much is his Cujo look. I think um, it was really smart bringing in the Sabrina aspect to, like, yeah. how, did, how does this virus get created, right? This unnatural rebirth of this dog. And I was really surprised. To me, like, uh, horror only works if there's a, like, a really good horror works if there's you're emotionally invested in it. And there are some really, like, touching moments in this book. What did you guys think yeah. about, like, do, uh, 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 moments I got a little bit misty in this book. Did you guys have that same experience? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, when Archie has to go after his dad. Oh, oh that's a tough you? one, man. Yeah. That page is just tough. <laughs> the one uh, that got me, that I actually, tears welled up in my eyes, was when Vegas jumped out of yeah. the house. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of looking at him like, you know, it kind of reminded me of like that Gandalf part where, you know, Fly, you fools. You yeah. know, get yes. out of here now, yeah. you know. And uh, the fact that Vegas, Vegas, is, Vegas is talking, because that's what he does in, like, the Archie, you know, series. But you just, because you're so invested at that point, you're just like, you're, you you just skip over it, and you're just sitting there. That Vegas thing where you, they t- they go back to showing Vegas and Archie picking him out of the rest of the dogs. Oh, my god! And they yes. do that in two, they bring up Vegas, and within two pages... Like, you care about this. Like, you're invested in it. Like, they, yeah. the pacing of this book, they get you to care about a lot of stuff really quickly. And I think that's the the uh, the benefit of using a previously established universe is we all have some sense of who Archie is, who the di- dynamics between Betty and Veronica, um, who these people are. So you don't have to spend as much exposition setting up, like, how they relate to each other. Right. And you can just get right, right into the story. And I think that's one I, of the, the beauties of using these pre-established worlds. The the toughest part of the of the scene between Vegas and, uh, and uh, Hot Dog is just the shot. There's, like, one shot in this, in this nine-panel grid, and it's Vegas's eyes, and he says, Live, Archie Master. Thank you. Love you forever. But now, run, run, run. And you're like, oh, well, that dog yeah. looks like just yeah. the big dog eyes. And you're like, oh, shit. That's 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 some serious, like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, but there's a ton of those little pieces in here. And, and that issue is just, I mean, that one issue is very much he killed. I mean, the dog dies and Archie has to kill his dad in the same issue. And so that issue is like a very, like, super tough thing to get through uh but it's but it's uh, it's such it's so well done um that that you know roberto and, and francesco do this fantastic job of creating this very fast-paced um i guess the story isn't necessarily fast-paced but they give you the information in a way like you said travis that you get hooked into it you get everything you need to know and so you there's enough flashback to teach you stuff so, so you're ready for it, and then the action, when action happens, moves really fast. Yeah, yeah, and th- there was some cool, um, like Travis was talking earlier about some of the callback moments, like when Jughead comes, um, he's standing in the doorway. I got a very like George A. Romero feel. Yeah, there's a scene, bef- like there's a scene at the dance. The same thing when uh, the principal and one of the teachers are outside, and he says, "They're coming for you, Geraldine." Yes, and, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's great. Like, does that joke, uh, that Night of the Living Dead joke? Um, yeah. It, there's just so many little things like that in here, and and I don't know. Um, I follow uh, Frank Avia on both Twitter and oh, Instagram. Oh, oh, look at you! 
No, but this is yeah, like he doesn't follow me back. But but so like I follow him on Twitter and Instagram and he loves horror movies. Like he does quick mini posters like all the time for all this stuff he watches. And so he has a ton about horror movies. And you can see like his love for that genre and each of those little like those callbacks he's doing the entire time in imagery that you get to see. And you can see that he, he really has a love for this genre that he's able to like run these characters through uh, with Roberto. Yeah. He brings a lot of tropes from the, the horror universe into this. I mean, I think one of the, and some really disturbing moments uh, as I thought when, um, who's the girl who's dressed as Cinderella? She's like a B side Archie character. She's the first one that Jughead in, like infects. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's, Ethel. Ethel. Yeah, Ethel. Yeah, when, Ethel Ethel, when they're just watching um, Jughead eat Ethel and they don't believe it's true, and then it turns and all of a sudden they realize what's happening. I mean, that's that classic, like, oh, this isn't, no, someone's not really getting murdered here. And then they have that yeah. switch, and it's just so dark. Um, yeah. I, so I think that there's just some really great dark beats in here that uh we miss what 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 is what is let me ask you guys this what doesn't fit in this book is there anything that like takes you out as far as the characters that we've seen this is like the first trade so some of these stories might pick up later but are there any parts of this book we're like uh we can remove this the only thing that kind of the only thing that pulled me out of the the moment like the the feel was the the bickering between betty and veronica Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like the whole, over the top, like trying to fight over Archie. Still, like yeah. amongst all of this, you're still, you know, that's the only thing that kind of snapped me out of the moment temporarily. Right, I, I, I can totally see that. And then you go like, but it's an Archie comic, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. like the, that's like the crux of all Archie stories. And so you know why they keep it in, but I get you at the same time, you're like, okay, come on. You wouldn't really fight about this. This wouldn't happen. Um, or I don't know. I've never been in a zombie apocalypse. So maybe that's really when you're feeling <laughs> on the surface. You know, maybe that's really when your your soul's laid bare and you're crushed when you see the love of your life uh, telling his bearing his soul to to another woman. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's when it comes to a head. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> I think the thing that was hardest for me was the fact that I watched the television show first. Yeah, and the characters. Have you have that in your mind already? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm thinking, of, like, oh, this would be really cool. Like, you know how Supernatural had their Scooby-Doo episode, like, like kind of like <laughs> a one-off episode? Yeah. It'd be cool, like, if they did this in the Riverdale show, like, just like a one-off, like, special show. You could do but, you could do like three episodes during October where it was just this, right? You could yeah, do right. this. CW four episodes. But in the show, like, Betty's with Jughead and Veronica's with Archie and there's no animosity really there between them. Like they're fine with who they have. Hot dog and Vegas don't exist. What? Yeah. Miss Grundy. (laughs) Miss Grundy is in a, um, Miss Grundy's dead, isn't with she? Archie. Yeah, so at, at this point, Miss Grundy's dead. Yeah, dead, dead <laughs> Season two spoiler. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she starts out in a sexual relationship with Archie. Right, and and but so I would I would agree with you, right? Like if you there's there's both a good thing about having watched the show because you you know who these characters are, right? Like when yeah. they talk when they talk to you about Ethel or Moose, like you're like, oh, I know yeah. who those people are. I don't need the extra thing. 
I think like with without the background of Archie, like for you guys, the thing that I love, and I don't read a ton of Archie, but the thing that I love about Archie is that they always do these weird Archie like crossover comic books, like Archie versus Predator, or yeah. Archie meets or Archie meets the Ramones. I or, almost like, picked that one up a few months ago. I can't. Archie right? and the Predator or Ramones? Ramones. <laughs> it's like I, yeah, it is very much there's a Scooby-Doo flair to it. And so like this taking place in the Archie world is perfectly like it's not kooky. But what I love about it is that it's not that classic Archie art, right? No. Like Archie meets the Predator is straight up, straight up regular Archie, right? It's like <laughs> the Archie artist draws Predator and you're like, well, okay, right? But, but like this... You, Frank Avia really sets the tone with 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 his with the colors he uses and with his sort of I mean his, his art style is super noir right like it's all shadows yeah. yeah I mean that that's all it is is just shadow and whatever color he's playing with in that There's scene not a lot of definition what would yeah. you guys what would you guys do your Archie meets if you had to like pick your own Archie meets what would it be Archie meets Supernatural. <laughs> Archie meets Supernatural. All right. All right. I'm a big Supernatural fan, in, in case you guys don't know that. But <laughs> um, but I think it would work. I mean. Yeah, no, it would totally work. I don't know much yeah. about Supernatural. I know there's like 25 seasons, right? Or season 25? Uh, 13 or 14. <laughs> wow, that's oh crazy. God. Those guys are making bank. <laughs> right. So much money. So, uh, Jay, what's your Archie crossover? Ooh, that's tough archie meets uh lux interior of the cramps a very niche Lux-like audience there yeah well like archie it's archie in cbgb's right like like <laughs> archie's in 70s new york that might that might do it yeah uh, i think i think i do archie and tarantino like uh so they sit down with tarantino and they just have the characters like playing out like you know uh pulp you know, fiction, pulp fiction and, <laughs> and like different like little small segments of it little vignettes that's that'd be yeah. good yeah a little hateful eight with uh with, with yeah, Arch- awesome. yeah. i want i, the, know, I want the the dick sucking scene from hateful eight where he's like oh <laughs> it was warm in my mouth <laughs> and you're like settle down reggie <laughs> uh, archie and star trek would be cool oh yeah, yeah that's a yeah, good one yeah good i think yeah. i think i could do uh archie back to the future Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marty McFly. I think that'd be good. Marty McFly shows up in Riverdale, 1950s Riverdale, right? Yeah. Instead of being in his own time period, McFly ends up there and he brings Archie to the future. I think that'd be good. Right, because the past <laughs> of Back to the Future is kind of like an Archie verse, like a Pleasant Bill type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah Pleasant yeah. Bill's very, very Archie verse. Uh, all right, so. Where are we heading now, Travis? So where, well, uh, uh, let's just before we jump into Sabrina, I want to, I want to talk about this art because the the artists do change between these two books. Um, so we'll open it up to you guys. Uh, as far as the the art in this, uh, how did it how did it affect your reading? Did it pull you in more? Did it was it hard to adjust Archie in this style? Uh, did it sell the book for you, or did it take you out of it? What do you What do you think? I I liked it just because it reminded me of of the show like it was a little bit more like they don't show a lot of definition in the faces you know so it still had a cartoony feel to it but at the same time it was very re- realistic you know what i mean because he uses a lot of shadows and things like that like when jughead is stand- one of my favorite shots is when jughead is standing in that doorway 
with the shadow behind him. Yes. And it's just kind of like shadows, you know? But it reminded me, it made me think that this would be a perfect adapta- adaptation for the show, um, just because of how real it was. It wasn't too Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, and Jay, what did you think about how his um, art, uh, this is uh, the Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. How do you think his art, how, you, how do you think he does with gore? Is Does it does the gore play in this when he does like the guts or like the eating? Francovia, you mean? Oh, Francovia, Frank yeah, yeah Francovia, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, well, I, I thought it was, I thought it was perfect. I mean, as far as the art was concerned, uh, I, I couldn't complain at all. I mean, I thought the art went perfectly with the tone of the story. And as far as like the gore and stuff, I didn't find it over the top at all. Um, I just, for a zombie book, I thought it was the amount of gore was pretty, pretty on point, I guess. Yeah. Um, I the, the colors in here, I mean, you flip through this book and it's just oranges and reds like across the yeah. board you know and that, yeah. it's it's really it's just kind of bathed in this orange red light throughout and it really kind of adds to that tone like we were talking about what lance talking about the uh the shadows uh and things like that that red light coming through i really love that how everything is just saturated in these oranges and reds right yeah. and I, you know you're really you can see like um Frank Avia does all of this. I mean, he does all the coloring and the and the artwork on it. So he works in a very sort of like quick color palette, right? To you know, he's not spending a lot of time. It's everything's really tonal, mm-hmm. and he really sets a tone with with everything. And and really, like you said, there's this this orange, blue, and purple really sets the stage, uh, and red really yeah. kind of sets the stage for this for this entire thing, and really builds and and and. Lance, you'd said like the TV show is very much that noir. Everything has that, you know, whenever they're in pops, like the light in pops chocolate shop on the show is like literally might as well just be this book. Right. Like, yeah, Yeah. he's he's very much building that building that color palette that they must have used when they when they did that show. They must have like saw this and said, okay, yeah, we can kind of we can take this sort of very noir esque yeah. color palette and, and build it Purples in yeah. and, and stuff like that. It's, it's right, good. right. And so, even, he he uses colors as well to like show flashback moments. So right. when they're talking about things in the past, it kind of has like a yellow background with the red overlaying on it. Right. And then when they're talking about things in the present, it kind of has that blue with the red over it. So it really like it feels like you're being transported. Yeah. I you know you know what pages I love the most are the pages that start every chapter and he like you can see that he like hand wrote something from the from the book. Oh, uh, so right. like yeah, where he's like, I didn't like Jughead when he was alive. Now that he's dead, well, the less said the better right like yeah. these little scene setting moments at the beginning of each each uh each chapter of the book uh were super fun so travis let's let's roll into the next book uh so we we uh we picked two books for this cuz we're having you two guys on and we thought you know what let's let's just keep alive in this archie universe and, and and jump into sabrina and i'm gonna be honest with you i've wanted to read this one since i found out it was coming out uh but needed an excuse to read it so i'm, <laughs> I'm glad 
Thank you all for coming on this journey with me. I, I appreciate it. Um, but uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is, uh, again, written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Uh, but art this time, art duties this time are by Robert Hack. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get into how the Hack art is sort of a different version of Francovia. It very much has this non-Archie tone to it. Uh, again, um, a color palette that that is kind of not super detailed, but 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 does exactly what you need it to do. Um, this is a story of Sabrina coming into her witchy self, right? Like she lives with her with her two. Uh, she lives with her two a- aunts. Um, it's like the story you know from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, except with actual Satan. I like to refer to right. it as the Archie "Hello God, It's Me" Margaret uh, version of Archie, where like this girl is coming into puberty and she just happens to be a witch. Right. Now, Jay, right. you you, so- you read this one, right, Jay? Yeah. Right. Um, uh, so when we when we sent you, like, hey, we want you guys to read these, uh, what was the tougher sell? Like, the, oh, Archie Afterlife or sub- the, the, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Like, which one did you roll your eyes at the most before opening the book? Um, I don't know. I, <clears throat> I guess rolling of the eyes isn't quite yeah. what I did. But yeah. um, I just honestly... <clears throat> I never heard of, I didn't know what to expect at all. And I didn't, the only reason why I probably didn't roll my eyes is because um, like a couple days before, I, I always like reading um, like horror comics around this time of year. I, I go, I have my go-tos, but I always like discovering new things. And so I just Googled, you know, like best, you know, horror comics and both of these came up. And so I'm like, ah, so I'm, it's not going to be horrible after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so honestly, because I, I, I told Lance, I'm like, hey, this is what they want us to do. Which one do you want to do? Because I don't care. I'll read both of them. And I did. <laughs> but so that, yeah, that's how, that's how I kind of went into it. I'm like, I'm, I was kind of excited. It, it looks like the, so they, they released the trailer recently for mm-hmm. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, I think they. it looks like totally they're adopting heavily. Yes. From yeah. this. Which, Which I, I'm, I'm okay with. For. Yeah, I'm super excited I'm for super it now. Excited for like, I have now have to walk around life telling people I'm excited for the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina coming out at the end of the month on Netflix. <laughs> it is such a lame name. Sabrina? No, Chilling Adventures. The Chilling Adventures. Oh, like, yeah. Ad well, I guess. Whoa! I just dropped my mic. I guess historically <laughs> that was like an Archie comic was the Chilling Adventures of whatever. Like Chilling Adventures was a headline for one they used to do. And so uh, it was like one of the Archie comics, like horror spinoffs. Oh, like, like a callback to it. Yeah. Yeah. Old. And so they used that title uh, when, when they did this. And I thought that was kind of a, kind of a cool way to do it. Um, I also like, I, before we get into the story story, I also like that Madam Satan is an actual character from Archie comics and that uh, they reprinted the issue of Matt, an issue of Madam Satan at the end of this for you. Uh, so you could you could read a little Madam Satan after you finish this. Um, so this is essentially, like I said, the, the coming of age story of Sabrina. Uh, Satan's in it, um, like some serious witchcraft stuff. Not like the Nickelodeon show. Was it Nickelodeon or ABC or? Uh, it was like, uh, TGIF. TGIF was it TGIF? Yeah. So NBC, ABC, ABC? ABC. one of those, mm-hmm. right? So it's Boy, not the TGIF version. But that's my only. That's my only Sabrina. That's the only Sabrina I know is yeah. uh, is like sarcastic talking cat Sabrina. Melissa, uh, yeah. Melissa Hart is that her name? 
Yeah. Yeah, Melissa, yeah, Melissa, Hart, yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Travis, didn't you say you watched a couple episodes? Okay, so uh, listen, I knew we were going to do Sabrina. And so uh, I, we have like the um, uh, streaming here. I'm like, you know what? It's been a while. I remember this was out like I was in middle school. Let me watch a couple episodes. And you know what? Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the 90s holds up. It holds up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm like, you know what my favorite character is? I like the Harvey in that show. He's just this lovable lunkhead. Uh, yeah. And and Harvey really gets it in this book. He does. He does oh, not. Yeah. Uh, so what do you? What is this book? We talked about what uh, what um, Afterlife is paying homage to. What's uh, what's what's being played with? What kind of tropes are being played with in this book that you that you saw, Jay? Ooh, that's tough. I don't know. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I mean, like. Um, like Josh was saying, I mean, uh, Satan plays a, a pretty, a pretty prominent role in this, and and not just like the idea of Satan or like the 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 in a in a in a mythic sense. Satan is in this book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. Um, gosh, that's a good question. I, I can't really think of that. It very much like I don't know that it I would say that like afterlife plays with a lot of like George Romero tropes of zombie movies. I don't know that I could pull a direct movie link for this, but it definitely is super occult. Right. Yeah. The whole like last bit is pulled right from Monkey's Paw. Right. You know, the story of the Monkey's Paw where and they actually mentioned it earlier in the book. So it's almost like he's taking like these little short stories that deal with the occult and kind of putting them in into this. Uh, piece. Uh, I think that whole Satan aspect of this makes this book. The fact that underneath all the chilling adventures of Sabrina is the fact that these people are marrying themselves to Satan, they're damning themselves to hell, uh, and then they're going through high school and having crushes. So underneath this tone of like these these aunts who care about their, uh, their uh, niece and want the best for her and she's going through these young romances is the fact that She's promised herself to the yeah yeah, and they refer to him a lot as like the fallen and like you have to keep yourself chaste so you can for your first night with Satan and oh yeah they they took it very seriously you know right sometimes it felt like sometimes it felt like afterlife with Archie is kind of tongue in cheek the way they were doing it at times right but I guess Mm -hmm. zombie is always a little more funnier like zombie movies always have a tendency to like. You can play with it, I think, in a sillier way. But this one, this book felt far more serious horror. As a yeah, book. oh no, yeah, it was far more sinister. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they're actively trying to separate that this is not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That this is something right. And and I wonder, like for myself, if like just growing up Catholic, this just gives me a little more. This gave me a little more creeps, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's maybe why I like that so much because yeah, right, it did like, kind of give me creeps a little bit. Yeah, right. Like growing growing up and sort of like growing up in religion, and then this is so much like, oh no, guys, Satan's actually bad. You shouldn't do that. No, you definitely shouldn't be. You definitely shouldn't be giving yourself to him, right? Like this. Yeah. <laughs> like you run in with like a, like a Bible, guys. Right. Th- burn this book. Burn this comic. <laughs> This is a no-no. This is blasphemous. Like it, it felt, and and maybe that's because it, maybe, and it's. I think religion kind of plays a little more scary sometimes, right? Like because there's this this belief that 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 you know 
for 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 religious people that Satan is an actual thing, right? And and so like you're like, eh, zombies aren't real, but then there's always something that's like religious scary, like the omen or like uh the exorcist. Like Whistler's like, baby, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where you're like, no, that's that's not okay. That's just not all right. <laughs> so what did, what did, what elements of this did you guys really like? What elements of Sabrina did you that you're like, oh, that's fun or that's really cool? Besides, we all, I think we agree that uh, the Satan part is awesome, and now Sabrina is like the most metal comic book character that there is. Like that. Well, I yeah, I, I like I was saying, I I liked that that they took the the Satanism pretty seriously. I think some research had to go into this because you know like like uh, like josh was saying some of the verbiage that mm. was going into it uh, i'm like wow that's you know i like i just haven't heard it applied to that before right um, but yeah i mean that was really great and and of course i liked salem Salem was fun. And, yeah, Salem was like the best. And, and, the, and the rules to like, you know, like, uh, I like how they, like, they really build the world of the rules and you start getting a little bit of like, oh, like, when do you become a witch? And they explain like the ceremony and why they, why they now wait till 16 and how it used to oh, be. Right. Like, this is, this is like progressive witchcraft at this point in the book. They always refer back to like, well, we used to kill humans. Now we just do goats, you know? Um, <laughs> so I like how like Sabrina is like in the modern, like uh, version of this witchcraft um, on here. Yeah, I really, I really dug, I, you know, because this is that Archie universe. I love that Betty and Veronica are the reason why all this goes to hell for Sabrina, right? Like they bring back her mom. They bring her mom oh, back. To, or, right. Or, uh, like, no, Satan. not her mom. Yeah. They, they bring back Madam Satan, uh, yeah, yeah. Sabrina's dad's first lover, right? They bring back this witch and, and the fact that they're witches. And that whole scene is super creepy, right? Like Madam Satan, it sounds like a funny little joke, but like, she goes to this camp and she steals this girl's face and all of like, everybody's freaking out cause her face is gone. Like there's, and then like, then Madam Satan gets picked up by the hitch, like gets picked up by the truck guy. And she's like, I know what you've done to all these women. And it's like, there's, it, there's this very, like this very sort of like visceral horror to it. Mm-hmm. That's less, that's, that's more, it seems more scary than zombie is. And maybe that's just because of all the, like, all of the silly zombie movies that are out, mm. right? Like when you when you think about like uh, zombie land, versus the zombies or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. Like yeah. Zombievers, you know, if yeah. if you if you're on Netflix and you're like, I want to watch a zombie movie about zombie beavers, you can watch Zombievers. We talk about yeah. reading this in, in trades, and I think that uh, that Madam Satan uh, issue was is one of those things that why it's so great to read in trades because that whole issue is just like her backstory where she comes from and as, when you put it as a into the piece as a whole it really works but if you're just picking up this because it's like the second issue where they talk about it's this all madam satan that might be something where i was reading i'm like oh do i really want to where's sabrina like what's going on like i thought <laughs> Archie was going to be in this book but when you see it as part of the bigger piece you realize that setup is so crucial to being disturbed by this character later on and really understanding how dark and sinister she is. Because I remember reading that, I'm like, it's 12 pages and I haven't seen one Sabrina yet, you know? Um, and then later, once I feel the the, the maliciousness of Madam Satan, it, yeah. I think it really pays off. I also I also love that, of course, Madam Satan gets a job at her high school. Like, high schools will hire anybody, right? Like, as an educator, I'm a little upset. Like, <laughs> the, the and Travis as a drama teacher, right? If you were to die... Do you think just Satan, like some evil 
being could just come in and take your job. Uh, it's not that of, easy. First of all, if I'm gonna die, cancel the show. You know, like they're <laughs> right. like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put the show on. I'm like, no, cancel the show. You don't know my vision. You don't know my vision. Cut cut, cut that out. <laughs> but uh, but of like, I love how it 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 plays with that teen movie or that teen TV show really well. Also with it, right? Like it fits into the. It, it's got that melodrama as well as the horror that sits with it. I. Roberto writes both of these very well. Mm-hmm. They're both super yeah. good reads. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed checking both of them out. Uh, what did you guys think of the art in this one uh, by Robert Hack? Did you think? I mean, I, I hate to compare apples and oranges, but but do we think that this one? Did you like this one better than Archie, or are they just too different and that you wouldn't compare them? Go ahead, Jack. Um, I actually kind of liked the art in in Sabrina a little bit better, just because. Um, it just reminded me of autumn, like that the tone was, you know, the, the browns, oranges, yellows, like it just had an autumn tone, which is, you know, I don't know. I just love this time of year. And I think that book just kind of personified it in a sense, instead of just being total shadowy and darkness. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I think both these books are like a perfect, uh, October read. Uh, it reminds yeah. you of when you first started getting exposed to horror, and like you're like uh, it reminds me so much of uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, and in as much as <laughs> like when you watch it as a kid, it's like funny and, and goofy and fun, but at the same time, there are moments where I'm like, as I remember being a kid being horrified by Ernest Scared Stupid as like five years old, and these trolls coming up, but that kind of like safe scare, like nothing is too over the top, um, and it, it all kind of works in that PG thirteen really cleverly crafted. horror horror way yeah and the only thing that bugs me about the art and it doesn't i i really love this is such a cool feel because of like the very charcoal-esque version of it the only thing that drives me nuts is that harvey is seriously just a photo reference of that that dude from uh what's this he's in all those movies he's in baywatch he's in david has uh, no not david hasseloff the new baywatch movie not the rock but the other one yeah it's literally zach efron if you look (laughs) If you look at the page where Harvey shows up at the in the ceremony in the woods, and and it is literally Zac Efron. That's funny. Look at it. Look at it, Travis. Look at that right there. How is that? That is. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> is Zac Efron. Right. It is Zac Efron. But I don't notice that anywhere else. So and I that, wonder. And that, like, that angers you, Josh. It doesn't anger me, but it's just like this a weird Zac thing. Efron looking motherfucker is on every panel in this book, and I can't stand it. No, it's just a weird thing because nothing else looks photo referenced except Harvey. And I think like, oh, that's got to be a that had to be a choice, right? It was like, ooh, I'm gonna high school musical the shit out of this character, right? Like that's yeah, that, yeah. Be. right. Um, but but otherwise, it does have this serious sort of like this spooky quality to it because it looks like. Um, it, it looks like old children's illustrations, like old children's book illustrations a little bit, yeah. the, way, the way it's drawn. Uh, and sinisterness to it. Right. That I mean, that makes it even creepier, right? So you're yeah. like, it has this weird feel to it. But I, I really dug the art on it. I thought, I thought Robert Hack does a really good job. I think they both play to their strengths. I think Frank Avia does a really good job of playing his strength here. And Robert Hack uh, is great here. And then... Roberto talks about how he couldn't get Frank Avia to do this one, so he got a different Frank Avia, right? Like right, yeah, a guy, yeah. a guy who's his own thing. Like I've re- like we've we read a ton of comic books, Travis, and a ton of trades on this show, and I've never seen art like either of these guys in any other book. 
I don't think that. So I'm looking at uh, the book right now, yeah. and I don't think the art you could swap them. Like I don't think the art that's in the Archie book would work for the Sabrina book or vice versa. No, just I think you're right. Story that's being told. Yeah, I think it fits perfectly with what it's doing. Um, mm-hmm. it, so it's almost but, a blessing he couldn't get the first guy. <laughs> right, right, it is. It's totally, it's totally cool. Like it gives it its own unique sort of spin on it. But I love that he was like, "Yeah, no, I wanted another Frank Avia. I wanted a guy who no one else looks like." Yeah. Um, and 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 that's what I think I really like the most is that it isn't classic Archie art. It's very much its own thing, and in fact, it's so much its own thing that it doesn't look like anything you're seeing at image it doesn't look like anything you're seeing house style from marvel or dc it's very much its own little beast uh in its own little world i guess the closest thing might be uh like witches who who did the art on witches travis oh that was our oh we love him too um because he does the, jock. The, the, jock yeah jock yeah uh so it, it like that's the only other creator that i can put close to um this robert hack art on here i i, I really i really dug it a ton speaking um, of the art we're at the part of the show, which is one of my favorite parts. Some weeks it's harder than others, uh, but favorite panels. Favorite so, panels. I think I asked Jay and Lance to uh, uh, pick a favorite panel. We always do that at the end of our and books. If you, and if you didn't, then they're in a crush to find one right now. We always do that. <laughs> uh, that one. Um, so uh, I know uh, I talked to Jay, and Jay, you said you, it could be from either of the books. It can be either of the books. Favorite panel. Okay, um, I'll do... I'll do one. Of course he's getting in each. there before I can. He's going to steal mine. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You. No, you go. I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, well, I already talked about the one from, from the Archie one. It has to be the, the Vegas part when he, you know, when he was looking up at Archie and saying, you know, thank you for years of taking care of me. This is what I'm doing for you. Run, you know. And he just, yeah, the pals, Vegas looking up at Archie with those eyes. Um that was awesome. That's my favorite panel. That panel really sells a lot. Just that one, just that one panel there. Yeah, um, and from Sabrina, <laughs> it was a part that actually kind of made me made me laugh out loud um, when. So, this might sound stupid, but are we like spoiling this? <laughs> no, well, <laughs> we spoil a while, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, where where uh, the boyfriend? What was his name? Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah Harvey. When he. When they killed him at the end, towards the end, and and Sabrina's sitting there like eating dinner at the dinner table, she's like, "I wonder what they did with Harvey's body." Right. And, yeah. And, and she's eating it, and then she's remembering her sister, her her aunt's going, "Oh, we're gonna have steak again for dinner this time, you know, today." And she's like, kind of looks at, you know, like kind of looks at the the in the perspective, like, uh, "Am I eating Harvey?" Kind of thing. Yeah, that's a that's a rough uh, revelation, and like that look uh, just registers in that panel. She's just like, uh, "How evil are my aunts?" Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, mine was so I, I was looking for it right now because I wanted to look at it again. But the scene in the Archie book where he's taking the baseball bat to Fred, his dad. Yeah. Yes. And. I'm looking at it right now and it's kind of cool. Like they use a large picture of Archie with the bat over his head and then they put cells around it. And um, it's very like gridded and stuff like that, but it's such a cool scene. It's like he's smacking his dad. And then next panel, there's a, he's having a memory of the two of them. Yeah. And then right after that, he's landing the baseball bat on his dad. Like it was very, 
Walking Dead ish, in yes. my opinion. Like Negan ish? Negan ish. Like on the Negan side? Well, yeah. Like the, there's in one of the other things, and I'm trying to find it right now. Oh, here it is. He's standing in the doorway after he's just like laid his dad out holding this bit of wood and his face is all black and you just see the red hair, the red R and everything's blue and he's just standing in the doorway and it's very much like, I know that he's not like a serial killer, but it looks very serial killer-ish, like like a scene that I would see in the new Halloween movie. Yeah, that's just yeah. a great panel. Like, I, I I would put that like on a poster somewhere. Like, that's that's just a great, just like Archie as a badass, and that the the twisted body of his dad, just kind of in that forefront of that that frame of that panel, is just so great. Yeah, but it's it's it kind of speaks to the how amazing Archie is as a character. Like, the fact that he kills his own father because he knows that that's the greater good. Like, how many comics have we read? where a family member is doing like is evil or possessed or something like that and the and the hero can't do what's necessary right they just lock right. him up somewhere and like no i'll take care of him it's fine <laughs> yeah but archie's like no like this has to happen so i can protect my mom and my friends yeah yeah like it's it's a, it speaks to his character when we see that even like this seems to be like a core essential part of Archie that we can't change. Even in Riverdale, the show, they really keep that. Even if in his attempt to do right, horrible things happen, it's always uh, Archie's always going to attempt to do the right thing, right? Uh, his moral center that. is always like perfect. It's like Cyclops. Like, He's the real Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, he ne- he never strays from what he believes is moral just like his moral justification never strays. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good panel. Josh, what about you? All right, so I got one for each book. I think my Afterlife with Archie one has got to be uh, the scene when Hot Dog bites uh, when Hot Dog bites um, Jughead, and it's a. I love a good whenever the uh, the the stuff shows up on this like whenever oh, yeah. the words are written out. That chomp is fantastic. I just love it. Uh, there, it's it's a good use of color, uh, and the vicious dog above it really helps too. But I do love that scene there. It's like a, it's such a cool use of space. Like underneath of it is all negative space with like the blood splatter underneath of it. Oh my my thing just flipped. Uh, but I thought that was really cool. I really love that one a lot. I think that really showcases what Frank Avia does really well. It's a very sort of like not a whole lot of detail. But but just enough to give you how gruesome and brutal that scene is. The other thing that I just thought was really funny was in Afterlight, or I'm sorry, the Sabrina one, when Harvey shows up and Satan is like, what is this? Like everybody turns around to see Harvey and then uh, Satan's got his like hand on his on his shin like, huh, what do I do about this? Yes. Right? And like all, all of the witches are there kind of all like uh, all kind of weird. There's a ton of great art in that. But the most metal goes to Satan showing up in in that. <laughs> I like I like the rendition of Satan in there. Yeah. It's like the bone yeah. head. It's really cool. It's very Native American, yeah. very Puritan esque. You know. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I dug that. Uh, for times like I'm just gonna pick one panel, um, and it's not for the art's sake, but I feel like the 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 words on the panel encapsulate what reading these two books is about. It's in. Um, Afterlife with Archie, it's when they've trapped Jughead in the locker room and they're talking about what's happening. Uh, and one of the guys says, It's a zombie apocalypse. Jughead, Ethel, Weatherby, Miss Grundy, they're all infected and eating people. Don't ask questions, just accept it. 
And I think that encapsulates <laughs> what reading these two books is about. Like, yeah. don't ask questions, accept it, and go with it. Don't prejudge, and like, you could have a really fun time with these books. Just like, okay, it's a zombie apocalypse, and Archie's there. It's yeah. a, a dance, and there's predators showing up at the Archie. Just accept it and enjoy the ride. Right. Right, right. Uh, I also, uh, and so last thing we do, gentlemen, is is we do a little bit of like, would you recommend this? And so uh, just a quick yes, no, uh, would you recommend, uh, Jay, would you recommend this out? Oh, yes, definitely. Are we talking about Archie? Either okay. either book. Yes. And in fact, like, I got into it so much, I, I went and picked up the, the, the recent um, issue of Archie, <laughs> the six ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's like a recap of everything that's happened. I guess they're about to come with issue seven hundred, and they're going to change creative teams. Oh. But yeah, I'm like, I like this so much. I'm going to seem to like pick up some Archie books. <laughs> and I can join in on that debate about. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, uh, uh, Lance, what do you think? Would you recommend these books or the book you read? Well, I, I, I'm going to pick up Sabrina. Probably read it this week. Um, but the Archie book, I loved it so much that I want to see the television show do it. Oh so yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. In fact, I'm hoping that Jay goes and watches the television show now that he's read this book. Jay, you uh, need to read the. T- you have to watch the television Josh's, show. Josh's lace is so sincere yeah. right now. I, I, it's fantastic. Like CW's really stepped it up. Wow. They, but the thing that CW did is they just they did exactly like they just did it. They knew it was going to be cheesy, and they knew that it's this silly concept. But they play so hard to it. They take it so seriously. They direct and film the shit out of an Ar- mm. an Archie series. The the balls it takes to yeah. do that is just amazing. But anyways, all right, so Travis, would you recommend? Yeah, I, I recommend it to, I, you know, it's normally people who, um, you know, who would you, what kind of comic book reader? I do Anyone who loves Halloween and is just trying to get more in the feel of October, people do that. People carve pumpkins. People watch scary movies. People go costume shopping. People do, like, weird October stuff. You know, I don't know, Bob Frapples and shit. I would say, <laughs> I would say part of my, my October routine from now on might be picking up at least one of these and rereading them every October um, because it, it just sets that mood, man. It just, it just it feels like good old-fashioned horror. Uh, nothing yeah. too grotesque. It's not hostile uh, uh, or, or yeah. saw or things like that. It just gets you in that kind of like – I was reading these before bed. And it kind of gave me in that like flashlight under the covers <laughs> kid, like just yeah. October goodness. I- I, in fact, I had to buy Afterlife with Archie again because I gave my original copy away somewhere and have no idea who has it. Someone borrowed it from me. I put the call out on Facebook. No one was like, Josh, I got it. So I have no idea where it is. No one wants to give up this uh, sweet Archie book. That's so I, had it, I, had it, I, bought it, I bought it digital, which I'm a little upset about. So I've got to find my physical copy of it. Uh, but I would totally, my wife was like, I wanted to, I wanted to read Sabrina. Uh, so she was like, I thought I'd be on, she's like, I thought I'd be on the show for Sabrina. So I'm going to, I'm going to, she gets the book next and she'll, she'll, she'll read it. Um, but it was a, it was a ton of, it was a ton of fun. Anybody who loves either the, the TV show or your, you saw the preview for the Sabrina show and you're like, that looks good. You need to read, you need to read the book. It's going to be good. Uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Jane Lance, thanks for coming on. What's the website where they can find you guys? Give it, give it to them www.couchcrunchers.com 
Couch it, country- was our, it was our okay. absolute pleasure being on here. Oh, yeah. I'm so, yeah, glad. I'm so glad you guys so came on. So www.couchcrunchers.com. Is there a place where they can follow you folks on the Twitter or either of you guys on the Twitter? Yeah, Couch. Uh, we're our twiddle, Twitter twiddle, <laughs> Twitter handle is Couch Crunchers. Uh, Facebook, Couch Crunchers. We have a pretty unique name, so it's pretty easy to find. There you us. go. Yeah. There you go. But, uh, yeah, and all the links are on our website. So F- Fantastic. So, guys, check out the Couch Crunchers website. I want to thank you both for coming on the show. It's been super it was super rad to have you guys on. I'm looking forward to doing your show in exactly like 15 minutes. So it's going to be... Don't <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, yeah. the illusion, Josh. No. Jesus Christ. No. Podcast 101. <laughs> edit, so, edit, 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 edit. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, remember that you can find us on the internet at www www.comicexposure.com you can find all of our old episodes there you can also find us on uh, iTunes on Stitcher on the Google Play Store and some other podcast app that I don't remember what it's called you're not gonna you don't use it but you can find <laughs> it. Uh, you can find us on know that uh, facebook.com slash comic exposure uh, at comic exposure on the Twitter uh, we're on all of those places uh, you can find me at Josh R Buckley on Twitter you can you can you can hang out with me there uh, and Travis doesn't use any social media so you'll never see him anywhere he's like a maybe, ghost you meet me on the streets people, people on the streets yeah People on the streets see him in Japan. You can see him in rural Japan. You can go find him. Uh, but guys, thanks for thanks for being on the show. Everybody, thanks for listening. And I've got just one last thing to say, ladies and gentlemen, audience. I'll see you next trade. <laughs>